Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real, like for real, for real. Um, I literally just realized the other day that it is, that there is the word like in the title. And I guess I just missed that because I didn't realize I was there for until now. Um, But hey, I think it's suited. I actually decided I'm going to keep it because apparently people like the title and they like the logo and the branding. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I'm, I, I will totally, um, like accept that. Um, so I am currently away on a school retreat right now. Every year, um, we're supposed to have this intensive where we all meet together, um, for the beginning of each semester. And this is the first time I've actually been able to, we've have any of us been able to participate in person, um, because, you know, COVID. And um, I'm so grateful (laughs) to be surrounded by these people who are on similar journeys as I am in terms of, you know, they are healer oriented. And while we all may have different intentions and purposes and goals and, you know, um, journeys, we are all still here together um because in the most important ways i think we are at least like-minded in this moment um it's been like a really crazy couple of weeks work has been crazy so much so that honestly it was really stressful getting me to this intensive but i'm glad i'm here because i've literally spent every single night this week dreaming about someone from work (laughs) and Um, It's been very interesting. Another interesting thing is that for some reason, all of my significant love interests have popped themselves up into my lives somehow or some way this week. All of them, even the ones I don't, I like haven't talked to in like forever. I don't know if those are just coincidences or signs or what the heck is going on with the energy, but it's all good. Um, I'm on good terms with majority of them I have been wanting to talk about um a lot of things for a while um I was asked recently well I ask I get asked this often you know I get I I tell people I have I'm in the middle of school right now like two different programs and I have a job that I love and it's amazing um I've been asked often like what my plans are for the future um specifically regarding like massage therapy I'm in massage therapy school and and if I'm gonna get like certified and I'm in school for coach like becoming a life coach um or at least that's um the program is integrative health and they're asking if I want to get certified and licensed in that um they're asking if I'm going to continue the job that I'm doing because right now we're on a huge um elevation so to speak like our business is just going up and up and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon and I will admit that I'm a large factor in that um, with the work that I do and so they're asking if I'm going to stay long term and you know I tell them all like I don't know I haven't figured that out yet Um, I do know I plan on moving to Europe next year so it, a lot of things are just up in the air right now, you know, but I'm open to possibilities. And of course the response is, 
what Europe why are you moving to Europe um why don't you stay here in America um isn't it hard to move all that stuff and it's kind of a tough question I feel like you know I'm someone who likes to answer things as honestly as I can and I've learned over the years that just because I want to be honest doesn't mean I have to spill everything and be like tell the whole background and story but it's honestly such a personal question I have so many personal questions that don't seem personal at all. I have to like create like a publicly acceptable answer for everything. Um, well, that's still like genuine and true. And, you know, part of the reason I went with Europe is if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, like, you know, this country is just not in alignment with my own values right now. And that's, um, so I'm moving partly, you know, for me. And I think also I am starting to embrace that I actually have many years of my life to live. And I feel like I've given a third, a good third of my life here in the US. Like I've probably lived more and seen and experienced more thoroughly than most people have, to be honest, just with the fact that of my I've traveled a lot throughout the country. I've I've cross-country traveled multiple times in my life I was a social worker for 10 years and I've seen the worst in people and the worst of our systems and I've seen also the best of them because I also grew up in like a very privileged neighborhood that I was very lucky to be a part of um and I I've seen the best in people and the worst in people within this system in America and and so I think I've given it my fair shot, you know? Um, I think I think it's time to, like, learn more about the world and learn more about people and expand myself and meet and do more things outside of the bubble I already am familiar with. Um, but, you know, honestly, honestly, it the biggest thing for me is that I really do want to have a kid. And I do feel very strongly about my kid, you know, um, not being a U.S. citizen at this moment. Um, and I, it's, it's, the answer is so personal because honestly, the way that I, I plan on having a child is very unorthodox and, um, it's not something that's, uh, very common at least among my peer group um, my friends are split into two groups <laughs> two groups um i have my friends who are like more family value traditionally family oriented like they are and also like a bit more con- on the conservative side honestly like my more f- fiscally conservative friends tend to be more conservative in general and they tend to you know they are married they have kids, they want more kids, they um, want to have traditional family values, um, and they're lovely, amazing people. And then on the other side, I have my um, more liberal, free left friends, (laughs) and they are, you know, um, sexually and gender, like, not sexually, um, I'm sorry, wrong word, uh, 
their sexuality is fluid their gender is fluid they are whole and embracing and on this journey of life they are with the universe they are with the vibes and not one of them wants a kid not one for various reasons right like either it's like don't want to pass on generational trauma the world is a shitty place right now don't really need to add to it overpopulation um just a personal choice where like they just don't want a kid because they really love the and value the life and independency independency that they have now and they don't really have that urge you know which is totally cool too and um it's just it's just very extreme size of the spectrum and for me personally i spent my entire life thinking I didn't want my own kid. Um, I was very, I was pretty, I felt pretty strongly about that. Like I didn't think I would want one. I knew I, from a young age, I knew that most likely I would love to, um, have the opportunity to adopt and foster kids. Um, not babies cause babies are very easily adopted, but, but age eight and up because usually at like statistics show, like once you're past the age of seven the chances of you getting adopted and welcomed into a family drop significantly every year and I wanted to give those kids like a chance like I wanted to show them that they have opportunity that and that people that they're lovable and um you know that's part of that's part of you know a factor of um that's a part of me that's the same part of me that went into social work that just loved and wanted to show people that they were worthy you know um I've always wanted to be a surrogate mom (laughs) like I've always wanted to to be a surrogate mother um so there's something about fertility that is really personal for me and I, I don't even know why but I feel very strongly about it Um, In order to be a surrogate mother in the U.S., you have to have had a healthy, successful pregnancy before you can be a surrogate mother for most um, clinics. And of course, until recently, I didn't want to have my own kid, so it was kind of a conundrum that I was going to figure out. But, you know, I, I do think that being surrounded by so many people who did have kids and did want babies like definitely affected opened my mind up to like what it would be like to have a baby and and I definitely attribute that to me um wanting a kid now or like helping to influence my decision um but you know eventually through my journey of my life I realized that the reason why I didn't want to have a kid is because I didn't believe I would be a good mother and it was more of a, and it was also like, I, uh, yeah, I just didn't think I would be a good mother. It was more a reflection of like how I felt about myself more than me, whether or not I actually wanted one. And it took me a long time. Um, it took me being closer to who I am now in my journey of like, yeah, being more honest, being more compassionate, being more loving towards myself that I eventually realized like I actually might want a kid and so when I realized that that was a couple years ago I gave myself a deadline um I didn't want to have a kid because I 
because of peer pressure or because of societal expectations or even worse, the biological clock that ticks in our heads, whether we want it to or not. Um, I didn't want it to be because I... I didn't want it to be for any other reason besides that I loved this kid that I didn't have yet. And I decided that, you know what, if if this is something that I'm even considering, then I need to give myself a deadline. One, because biological clock aside, I do have a biological limit as to how long it can take for me to have a baby. But also... Um, it's an important decision that demands a deadline because during I gave myself three years and during that space and time, what I will do is I will sit on this, but I will also prepare myself to be ready to say yes. Because if I decide that I don't want to have a kid, that's fine. But if I decide I do want to have a kid, then I have to be ready to have one. And I have to be ready financially. I have to be ready like in my life space. But more importantly, the most importantly, I have to be mentally and emotionally prepared to have a baby and to raise a person. And I knew that if I were to have this kid, I knew even back then, that I would want to raise it in unconditional love. And I cannot raise a kid if I don't love myself first. And I had so much childhood baggage. We all do, right? We all have childhood baggage from our parents. I was like, I'm sure I'll give my kid childhood baggage, but if, but I'm not going to give them anything that I can avoid giving them, that I don't have to give to them. If they get baggage from me, it's going to be all new baggage. It's not going to be any of that generational trauma. And so I have to work through my issues in order to be able to have a baby. And that's when I decided to go back, like really seriously back into therapy. I know that my purpose, I used to think that my purpose was helping people. I have, I had this huge epiphany in, in like college, like I would say around my sophomore year, the beginning of my sophomore year. I had a huge, I was already like dabbling in um, making social work, one of my majors. I was already in theater. And um, I, w- I knew that was something that I was going to pursue, but I, I just had this huge epiphany at that time where I just suddenly realized my actual purpose in life was to help others that that was what gave me not only meaning and satisfaction and fulfillment, but that was how I would be able to make impact and also how, like, it wasn't even a selfish thought of making impact because that wasn't my intention, but it was more like, or my my, my um, priority, but it was more like, Purpose has to have impact. And that was just my purpose. That was my goal. Over the years of being a social worker, you know, that under that desire and that understanding of my purpose, you know, it changed a lot 
because yes, I am here to help people, but how I help people, um, that was something I was always still trying to figure out. And it was very like, um, it made being a social worker very difficult, more difficult for me, I think, than some other, than maybe other people. Um, because when something came up during my work that caused me to become disheartened or um, critical or um, cynical, that's the word I'm looking for, cynical, it felt so personal. It felt personal to my soul because it was like, how can I possibly fulfill my purpose? You know, or that, or that maybe like this is so hard. Maybe my purpose is to help others, but I have to give myself up in the process. And that's also my purpose. And it led to me believing I was meant to suffer. So that journey and that path and those moments um, from the moment I had that epiphany to the moment I thought my purpose might actually be to suffer like the way I help people is through suffering through it until I got to the point where I, I realized that God doesn't want me to suffer because he loves me like he loves me unconditionally he loves me as his own child and no parent wants their kid to believe that they deserve to suffer which is like i believe i believe that's actually a that that moment was a turning point for me um because that's when i realized that i don't have to um that that led to me learning about what love really is and that led to me work actively working on this journey of self-love which led to working on this journey of unconditional love and me realizing what my actual purpose on this earth was was to help spread unconditional love and everything i do in my life has that intention behind it whether it's consciously or subconsciously that is what i emanate from the depths of my being is helping people learn how to love themselves (laughs) and act with kindness so i know that's my purpose and if i have this kid And when I decided that there's a possibility that I might want to have a kid, I realized and I recognized that the legacy that I'm meant to leave is this child who's not going to be perfect, (laughs) who's going to be a human being, who will be someone I can't even predict how or who or what they'll be or be like or what they'll encounter in this world. But I can raise them, teaching them, showing them, modeling for them that no matter what they go through and no matter what happens to them, no matter what they do, they have a home and they have 
someone who will forgive them, love them, teach them how to be kind to themselves and to other people, and who I will love unconditionally, whether they are raised always knowing that, or whether there's someone whose journey they have to learn that like I did, I will be here. I don't want it to seem like I'm gonna ra- I'm trying to raise this kid who's gonna be perfect because that's not that's such a burden and that's not what I want at all. I know whoever and whatever they are, I I love them already. Like I accept them exactly as who they are. I don't have a say in who they're gonna be, um, in terms of like you know the soul that comes into this life, the soul that chooses me as their parent. Um, but I can do the best I can by being the best person I am, and that means I have to also choose myself. I have to choose myself. I have to be very honest with myself. I have to live a life that's not fully just of love, but I act with love. I treat myself with love. I make my choices based off of what would be best for me in the long run and doesn't just benefit other people. Um, and and it's sad for me to say that like I I I know I know honestly I was a social worker I know I've met so many families I know um, every every parent loves their kid but most of them hadn't had the fortune to be able to learn how to love their kid in a way that the kid needs. And one of the things that I always wished I had when I was growing up is I really wished I had parents who loved each other. Um, those sitcom families, like, oh man, like I just watched them and I wanted and wished so badly that my family could be like them. Because my family was so full of hurts and trauma. and uh, My parents had this marriage of convenience that quickly turned into a marriage of just resentment. And my sisters and I had terrible relationships, but we all agree that we wish... We all agreed that if our parents were to get divorced, we would they would just wait until we were done with college so we wouldn't have to deal with like our tuition getting messed up. That's that's something we all agree on. And that's a large reason why my sisters don't want to get married, <laughs> to be honest, or they don't care about it that much. Um, I don't want to speak for them. I, I can't, we're not that close, so I can't even say if that's really why, but like I'm pretty sure that's why. And I can tell you that that's also why I have such distorted views of my own relationships in the past and love because like, and I always said like, I don't want to get married. I don't care to get married. And that's true. I don't care to get married. Um, if it's for any other reason besides I love this person and they love me back equally. Um, I spent most of my life being alone, being independent, 
being by myself. I didn't even start dating until I was like 25. And part of it was because, yeah, I thought I was unlovable and unattractive, but most of it was because I just had the most terrible example growing up. And I value, I somehow ended up valuing marriage and love so much that I just refused to have anything less than true love. And I just didn't think true love was like, I, I believe it exists, but I didn't think that it was meant for me. And when I, when I started doing that personal work on myself after like, okay, I have to work out my generational trauma and like figure out who I, like the things I need to work on. I realized like, you know what an example of unconditional love is, you know, is giving them something that I wish I had so desperately, which was an example of what it means to love someone else and have a healthy relationship with them. And so I, which is what led me to like, oh my gosh, I guess I have to start dating or like opening myself up to it or working on my issues around that stuff. I had to do a lot of freaking hard ass work and I had to really confront myself a lot about a really, a lot of like really hard ass shit. And that I've been like, that like is not how I've been living my life ever. And that is not, was never a problem for me, but I had to really sit down and dig into myself because my kid deserves to have me do that for them. So I just, I think, and that's actually what led to, I think, that leads to, you know, the whole, like, me moving thing and my first podcast, which was about, like, the whole um, Roe versus Wade, like, strike down of the Supreme Court and how I do believe abortion is a is an act of love in and of itself, whether it's for that woman or whether it's for that baby, because, because I do believe that when you have the opportunity and you have the 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 privilege when you have the resources and the self-awareness to be able to really sit down and plan out like if I'm if you want a kid or not and how you want a kid then you should be able to do that work you should be able to do that work to love learn to love yourself but like who really has that kind of opportunity you know who has that kind of self-awareness? Not that many people, I don't think. At least not by the time they have a kid. But you know what? That's okay too. Because most parents, not most, but a lot of parents may um, may not have been ready to have one at the time. But a lot of parents really want their kids so badly and they're not perfect people they're not perfect people will never be perfect people and as we become parents we're still growing as our kids are growing too and they just try their best and i think i don't know if anybody out there is like marvel geeks um i don't know if anybody watched like endgame and tony stark meets his dad and by the way this was a huge like thing in his tony stark's character development where like he and his dad had a terrible relationship and his dad is cold and unloving and revealing and 
Yet suddenly in this last movie, suddenly Tony Stark is like, I realized he did the best he could. And I was like, that fucking doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, that's a that's such a weak, like, little way of trying to finish up a plot line, you know what I mean, of a story. But you know what? You know what I did not take into account? Tony Stark fucking went to therapy. He went to therapy. All those years that people got blipped, he went to therapy. He had a kid. He went to therapy because that is the only way he would have been able to say to his dad, who he like resented his whole life for dying, for being an asshole and then dying and supposedly killing his mom in a drunk accident. He said he did the best he could. Our parents do the best they could, guys, because in this journey of me trying to understand myself, I've been able to understand that my parents sucked in a marriage and they were not great parents, but they fucking did the best they could. They were 30 years old when they got married and had their first kid and they got trapped in a loveless, terrible marriage that they stayed in because they thought that was the best thing for us. Old school thinking. But they, and they suffered through all that time. And it's been 30 years, right? 35 years since they got married. But damn, they tried the best they could. I can't even imagine. I'm 32 and I'm like still thinking about like, how do I have this kid? And I can imagine having a kid at that age with someone I didn't want to have them with, which is why, by the way, I'm having my kid, this is an orthodox part, I'm having my kid by sperm donor. I do not believe that, and this is part of the whole having a model of good relationship, I do not believe having a kid has to coincide and like be attached to having a lifelong partner being married. You know, like I'm completely open. I just love this kid like so like in exclusively and inclusively of itself. I believe that if and when I find the right person to be involved in my life in a relationship, romantic relationship that way, like I'm totally open to it, but I don't have to just have someone or be in a rush to find someone just so I can have this kid, you know? Um, but yeah, I just can't imagine that what my parents went through and I can't imagine when you're, when you have a traumatic event and you stay in that traumatic event, your personality and your growth, your mentality gets stuck there. It gets stuck there. And so that's why you'll find a lot of trauma victims, especially young ones. They act like they're still the age that they were when they got first initially traumatized. Their emotional maturity hasn't developed because they cannot move past that point. And my parents never were able to develop or grow their emotional maturity because they were stuck in that point when they were 30. And I cannot imagine how they were able to do it. They did the best they could. We all do the best we could. I'm so grateful for the parents out there who are healthy and they love their kids and they're able to put them first and they have that privilege and the knowledge and the whereabouts to be able to do that for their kid. 
And I appreciate the parents who don't have any of that. They just try their best. And I acknowledge as much as I appreciate them and their what they do, that doesn't necessarily help their kids now, right? It may not help their kids ever. But I want to be available to be able to foster and adopt kids who need me, you know, so they can have that opportunity. I don't know. It's a deep topic. (laughs) It's a deep topic. I'm not even sure if I meant to even talk about this stuff tonight. But all in all, it's, um, yeah, that's, um, that's the answer that I cannot give when people ask me why I want to move to Portugal. (laughs) Honestly, um, because it took me half an hour just to explain that to you guys. (laughs) Um, but I, I hope that gives thought. Um, my timeline is actually coming up. I have a year left. Less than a year now. Um, I think it's next next April. I've already decided though, like, or I've already realized and recognized, like, no, I I, I mean obviously, like I, I really do want a baby. And um I already love him so much. I hope I can have one. <laughs> I actually don't know anything about my fertility levels right now. Um, it's like one of those things where like when you're in the 20s, you feel like you're so fertile. Like you never have to worry about it. You freak out every time you like have any kind of like sexual intercourse. But then you turn 30 and every month you're like, I feel emptier and emptier and emptier. <laughs> um, but um, I will try my best. Um I do have a donor picked out and um he's amazing. He's um one of my very dear good friends who I um I honestly believe he's like one of the best people I know in the world. He doesn't agree with that. <laughs> it's part of actually what makes him the best. Um and you know, I I just, I just hope one day whoever needs to hear it or wants to hear it or wants to receive it, I hope one day you guys figure out what it means for you to not only have purpose, but also like how to have it, the legacy that you want to bring into the world. I hope you guys have that privilege and blessing to be able to figure out exactly what that means um because regardless of whether or not you want to have kids or not because like i said like the choice of having a kid comes from love and the choice of not having a kid also comes from love i hope you know that whatever you decide whoever you are Whatever choices you make in your life, figure out your core, figure out your, your true meaning, your true purpose, your true, um, yeah, legacy. Um, whatever it is, whatever it is, 
uh, it'll, it'll leave us all in a better place if it comes from a place of love. Also, non sequitur, I am going to set up a tight and a time. I'm scheduling now in my effort to be more structured with the podcast. I am going to be posting these every Wednesday. Maybe I might miss a few here and there. That's okay. But Wednesday is what I'm going to aim for. And um, just don't be afraid of your presence, you guys. Love yourself. Love your true self. Um, and spread that love to others. They feel it. They getting it through the universe i have had so many proof of that especially in the past few months um your blessings are being spread just figure out what those blessings are (laughs) thanks guys wherever you are good morning good afternoon good night have a great day night